1: heads up these are adults having adult conversations so there could be adult content you guys today is an exciting episode because i have the incredible ty herndon joining me i am a super fan of him i was a super fan of him when i grew up listening to his music and the fact that i'm friends with him now and got to interview him was just honestly it was a dream come true he sang the song what mattered most her eyes are blue, her hair was long, 64, she was born in Baton Rouge. You know that song. It won Song of the Year. He has sold 5 million albums. He just came out with a new album, House on Fire, where he wrote most half half to most of the songs, which is freaking awesome. It's one of the first albums he's written, majority of the songs. It's amazing, and y'all, this is such an honest interview. He talks about how he came out. As a gay man in country music And what a step that was for him It's such a heartfelt interview I'm so excited Here is Ty Herndon
0: Get that podcast level right
1: Okay Ty Herndon in the house
0: uh, Hey, turn around
1: Speaking of house House on fire
0: That was a nice seg- segue I yeah, didn't we, even
1: mean <laughs> to do that Right
0: before we turned over the <laughs> camera we were, we were just talking about uh, Just songs that we love But we don't really know the verses
1: to. <laughs>
0: Every now and then I get a little, a little bit, bit nervous, nervous. I'm na, 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 hungry. Na, 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 na. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. That's all I
1: know. That's
0: it. all we know. But
1: we know the point, key point.
0: Point. Yes, yeah, so that's all we need to know. And then we love that song. We love that song. So yeah, that's what. That's the way my whole album is. Just big courses and just uh,
1: hooky, gonna hooky, hooky stuff.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's actually more Your new bad, album's called House on Fire. House on Fire. We're not
1: getting to that yet, but I had a segue, because okay. that is exciting that you have a new album, because you are one of my favorite voices in country music.
0: Well, you're one of my favorite people, so that's good.
1: Yeah. I want to start off with a game. We're going to complete the sentence.
0: Okay. <laughs> so
1: you tell a word, and then we'll just make a sentence and see what happens.
0: Just pick a word? Just pick any word. Eat. Happy. Um, love. Dogs. Cats. <laughs> Meow. Um, wolf, wolf. <laughs> it's not a word. <laughs> I'm so confused about your game.
1: Okay, I'll start. Um, wow, look at that picture of Jason Aldean right there. He is young. Okay, cowboy.
0: Um, uh, you know, I was playing a cowboy bar the other <laughs> night. It was pretty awesome.
1: That's a whole sentence you said. You have to say one word.
0: Okay, I still don't understand your game. Okay,
1: so I say a word, so like cowboy, hat, dog. Now, no, we make a, we try to make a real sentence, but we have to do it rapid fire, think really fast.
0: This is way too smart for me. It's
1: going to be so good.
0: Yeah, I still don't understand, but okay. I'll just play along.
1: Say the first word that comes to mind when I say a word, but we have to make the sentence complete. Eggs.
0: Oh, I love scrambled eggs.
1: But you don't say a full sentence. You have to say <laughs> another word.
0: <laughs> I don't understand.
1: Okay, we'll do one your, more time.
0: Your game is dumb. I want a, <laughs> I want a coloring book.
1: Okay, coloring book.
0: <laughs> um, I like books. <laughs>
1: Okay, I'm going to say a word. You tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. This, okay. is, this is not a game. This is now rapid fire. Uh, we failed at that other game. We, we sure did. gave it a try. Yeah. One for the home team. Will you
0: explain it to me in an email later? <laughs> that would be awesome.
1: Yeah. Okay. What do you think of when you think of happiness?
0: Um, I think of my family.
1: Who all is in your family?
0: Um, my mom, my sister, my nephew, my partner, uh, my Sweet publicist Christie sitting over there, just so many people
1: and speaking of partner, that's what we're going to get into too, because you had a big moment where you came out in country music, which was a huge deal, and oh, really awesome.
0: thank you, thank you. I just walked right out that front door.
1: you just, just walked... came on out,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: we're going to get all into that because you've done so many amazing like thank you huge moments in your life that you've just like I it's... feel like
0: it's been a lot of firsts. It has been, but I've been proud to do it, you know. I'm, uh, I am, I uh, am. at the end of the day, I say this all the time, I'm still the same old redneck I always was. <laughs> really, truly, I am. But people know a little bit more about me today, and you're going to learn a lot more about me in this new album. So oh,
1: it's, I can't it's pretty wait. awesome. <laughs> do you feel more yourself than ever?
0: I do. I feel, you know, I, you always say, you know, I, I, I feel like myself in my shoes. I feel like myself in my boots. I feel like myself when I'm writing songs. I, I feel like myself when I'm singing in the truck driving down the road. You know, I just am my authentic self and I really enjoy getting to go and talk to high school kids, sometimes elementary kids, just sometimes um, LGBT events, um, you know, or standing up at uh, in front of 5000 people at a show and just talking about the song and why it was written. So I never was able to do that before. So it's, it's pretty awesome, you know, just just normal old stuff.
1: I mean, I guess we can just jump to this because it's a really big deal and it's awesome. How did you decide that it was time for you to be authentically yourself?
0: Well, one of my Mm -hmm. really good friends is Shelly Wright, which we all love in country music. Congratulations, Shelly, on a great debut with her new album. (gasps) Yeah, Yeah, she had a a really great debut. She's got a great voice. She does, and she's writing some incredible material. But we've been friends a long time, and I was just at a place in my life that I was willing to give up even being in the music business, I was willing to give up what I did for a living because it was more important to me to be happy in my life. It was more important to me to wake up in the morning and feel good about myself. And I lived a life and in a career that was so covered up with so many different stories, I couldn't even keep up sometimes. <laughs> so I just had to I had to shed that skin. I had to get out of that.
1: Because that gets exhausting, overwhelming. You probably start to like, lose yourself, do you?
0: I did. I lost myself for a long time. And when you lose yourself... You start going down some pretty dangerous roads. And for me, it was addiction, just the wrong pills to take. Yeah. You know, nothing was going to fix that because there was nothing wrong with me. So,
1: But you were a, having to act like you were someone you weren't.
0: Absolutely. And so many times you wake up in the morning and go, who am I? You know, who am I going to be today? Let me see, you know, what color, what What race, what, you know. Yeah. It, just, it was just maddening. And so for me, I, I really couldn't handle that anymore. So. I made a decision. Um it took about a year for the process for my brain to process it, you know. I really had to go out there and research what is my life going to look like if I'm not doing coaching music? Would I be doing music? Would I be doing something else? Was I willing to just walk away from all that? And I came to a conclusion that I was.
1: So what so you weighed it out. What did you what were the pros and cons of your life? What were the options?
0: Well, the pros for me were that I would be authentic. I would wake up in the morning feeling good about myself. I could walk down the street with my partner. I could I could eventually marry the person that I loved, the man that I loved in this instance, um, and possibly have a family. I mean, there, there was a lot of pros to it.
1: You are ready to be you in every I form. I was
0: ready to be me, and, and, and I was ready for everyone to know me because a lot of people had some really wrong perceptions of me.
1: And do you feel like you were pressured into that? Not at all. You don't?
0: No. I, okay, I so was, how did that happen? I never happen? would have allowed that to be, uh, even in the pro and con pile. No, pressure was not a thing at all. The, the pressure came, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you, after I came out and made this huge announcement. Do you
1: feel like you're pressured into not being yourself is what I meant?
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because yeah. I valued my career right. and being able to work and make a living and make my house payment more than I valued the skin that I was wearing. Totally. Yeah, it was really hard.
1: I'm just so proud of you, Ty. <laughs> thank you. Because
0: thank you very much. to me,
1: living authentically at the end of the day, we're all going to die. I know that sounds morbid, but like to be yourself, especially when yourself is such a wonderful person, oh, thank you, you know, it's such that. an amazing thing.
0: Well, it's nice to wake up and like yourself. I mean, I tell kids this all the time, you know, to be able to, to like yourself, you're going to be a lot more successful in your, uh, in your life. So
1: you really um, are.
0: Yeah. And, I have parents that bring their kids to my shows now, and it goes, okay, this kid just came out to me. He's 17 years old. He wants to be in country music. And uh, I'm like, well, that's awesome. I said, well, he's got a responsibility to be the best damn songwriter, the best entertainer, the best singer. And that really comes second. Mm-hmm. You know, who is who is he? He's got to figure out who he is or she is as an artist and let that be an addendum to who they are, not really take control of their lives because it can so easily go in such a negative place.
1: And you started a ripple effect. Like, when you came out, I saw that, like, Billy Gilman made a video and came out.
0: You know, I don't know. I always tell Billy this. And he's so
1: cute. He's He's on The Voice now.
0: He's doing great. I'm so proud of him.
1: And he's living authentically now, too. Like, you changed his life to give him confidence.
0: Well, I'm certainly... I don't know that I'll take full credit for that. But no, he but said it
1: in his video. <laughs> he said "When well, my buddy Ty Herndon just came out. And okay. I think it's time for me.
0: Well, I was I was honored to lead the way with that. And I tell I tell Billy this all the time. I said, you know, it probably would have been a normal news story when I came out. I said, but you doing it right on the hills of me coming out gave it rocket fuel. I said, we were everywhere. So <laughs> I really didn't intend for it to be. I it kind of blew my mind that we were trending one billion people out there one billion people over those two days it was crazy
1: oh my gosh yeah so
0: but um you know being a guy that's been in headlines before for not so (laughs) such great things to be in headlines again like that um (laughs) and to be celebrated was it was a gift from god now back to what we were talking about that's when i really got nervous that's when i felt a different kind of pressure because i was like okay i walked out on stage three days after that announcement to a sold out crowd to standing ovation. And God kind of let me know that I was going to get to keep what I was doing.
1: Everyone was cheering for you. And so proud that you stood up for who you were.
0: They were. And for for the next week and months to follow, um, you know, I was still playing the same honky talks and I just noticed there was a little bit more of a modern family out there. <laughs> Which is yeah, the way it should be. Everybody just get along. We're just <laughs> we're just gonna play some country music. So
1: So you said you have been in headlines for not so positive stuff. How did you handle that and what was that period of your life like?
0: Not very well. Um for my family and friends that know me, you know, I went down some pretty dark paths and almost lost my life more than once. Really? Yeah. So,
1: through addiction?
0: Through addiction. Yeah. Just um, not being able to live my life authentically and just, uh, what does just that do to watching, a soul? you watch yourself. It's like you, you're you an out of body experience. You kind of just, you're in the room, but you're not present
1: because you know it's not you.
0: Yeah. It's a ghost story. Really? That's exactly what it is. You should write that song. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it together. Ghost story. It's a ghost story. So it you is. feel like
1: you're not even in your body.
0: No, and it could have easily had a very unhappy ending. But uh, by the grace of God, as you know about me, I'm a very spiritual man. I love that. And I think our paths are meant to be. And I certainly didn't understand that then because I didn't. I was like, oh, tortured tie. You know, just <laughs> tortured tie. Oh, poor ghostly tortured tie. I couldn't couldn't understand. But anyone that I've talked to that's been down some some horrible paths and had some bad things happen to them are just a shell of their, their selves.
1: And so, when you survive, though, don't you feel like it makes your story so much more impactful? I wouldn't in your have message? a story.
0: I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you about it right this now. This is your message. So, what this is, is your my message? message? Well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give that away completely because next year I've got a book coming. <gasps> you do? Uh, yes. yes. So um, What's it called? It's, it's also called House on Fire. I love it. Yes. Was that so, kind of a
1: represent, representation of how you were living? Like yes. you finally, did you like, what, is it a metaphor? Like you burned the whole house down <laughs> or your house was on fire the, and you have to run the out? The metaphor
0: what? of that song was this when we wrote it. Uh, and there's there's quite a few songs like this on, on the album. But um, I just wanted to take all those memories and all those bad things, all those people that were hanging on the walls, what that house was built of was not anything authentic and so it was it was just simply about um i poured the gas i lit the match didn't grab a damn thing on my way out and it's just about burning it down but it's not about burning it down and running away it's about burning it down and rebuilding yes because those same pictures are going to go back on those walls but it's going to be new relationships with those people so it's it's really healthy
1: so, this is like, this is what life is about. These are the moments.
0: Uh, hallelujah. They are yeah.
1: because, like, you lived through the fire.
0: You know, I did. And and um, um, uh, my brain would get completely somewhere because I'm a big Anthony Robbins. I also walked on fire. You did? <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't burn my feet, so it was all good. Isn't
1: that part of it? Like, you walk on fire to sh- show that you can? Did you do a yeah. lot of stuff, like soul searching?
0: My uh, my partner Matthew, one of my first Christmas presents that I got from him was a one week Anthony Robbins seminar in Chicago. So we went together. He's a motivational guru,
1: not like Tony Robbins.
0: Same guy. Yeah, Tony Robbins. Anthony Robbins, Tony oh, Robbins.
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm yeah. obsessed with Tony Robbins. Yeah, so... Uh, he's like, I watch everything he does.
0: He's my Twitter friend, so... Hi, does you he doing? know you? He, he does. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but... Like
1: you've talked to him in real life?
0: I have not talked to him in real life, just on Twitter. So oh my, Isn't that the same that, thing? That,
1: totally the same yeah, thing. Okay. Actually, it's more personal <laughs> when you're talking on social media. Yeah, so... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love Tony
0: Robbins. Yeah, man. So that was my one of my first Christmas gifts from Matthew. Is it life-changing? It was, and I went... Um, um, I'm going back again, uh, in, in next February, but um, more of a celebration for me at this at this time in my life, and and business to move forward, to move my brand forward, because that's a really good thing to do. Um, but back to the ultimate decision um, to to come out, uh, it started at that seminar.
1: It did, yes,
0: because I knew all the tools I was getting, I couldn't use any of those you know, it was, it was a mess. So, um, uh, to be able to clean that up and it was, it was great.
1: Okay. So he, that kind of gave you the, the, the push to be like, okay, I'm, I'm start. Cause he's all about being authentic, being yep. real. Yep. And God will bless you for that. Yes. And do you feel like God has blessed you?
0: God has tremendously blessed me.
1: What's happened since this moment of authenticity has become who you are?
0: Well, number one, I can breathe.
1: So you have been holding your breath for years.
0: Yes. Number one.
1: Wow. Have you feel like you've been drinking? It's like you've a newborn drowned?
0: baby taking your yeah. first breath.
1: Wow. It's like,
0: and it's different air.
1: Do you feel like you're just so light?
0: I do. I do. Um, but for me, it, it's just about making better decisions now. And you still fall into some, some old habits. Like I'll still walk into a room and feel like, n- not feel as small as I used to. But then I have to give that a little bit of adjustment and go, wait a minute. Um, I'm as big as you are. In this room, so heck yes, it's uh, it's a good feeling. Know when your you, worth, know your power. When you can, yeah, when you can pull that all together, heck and yes, being in right? country music, you know,
1: man, you picked a hard genre.
0: <laughs> I did, but I didn't at the same but you're time you're changing it. I, I I hope so. The only thing I really want to change is just the perception that people have of the LGBT community, because you know, I say this a million times. I didn't expect to talk about this today, but I'm, I'm, I like you. <laughs> um, I, I love the fact that. I can sit down and go, hey, do you know any gay people? You know, you probably have five or six in your neighborhood of just normal bankers, lawyers. Yeah. You know, this, the, it's like it's, just like, it's really just kind of the way it is. Yeah. And so um, I, I love country music. I love that people are coming to the shows. Thank you guys. And they come to hear me sing. You know, they don't come to hear about anything else no. in my life. They come to hear me sing they come to hear your my gift. songs. And when I'm writing, and this is really cool thing about this album. I'm going to swing this back around right now. Swing it back around. Um, This record is gender-free. Love it. The whole album is... That was was intentional. Well, about six songs in, my uh, co-writer and producer, Eric Halbig, said... Love him. Yeah, we love Eric. He goes, do you realize that you're kind of heading into gender-free? Do you want to do that? I'm like, didn't realize I was doing it, but let's just keep writing. And what I realized at the end of the day when this album was said and done... um, doesn't matter who you are or where you are in your walk of life out there. You can take these songs from our experiences, and I promise you, you're going to be able to put your own life into it uh, with whoever you love or whatever you're doing. So that is really what happened with this record, and that's one of the things I'm really, uh, really proud of. And that, I feel like, was a little bit of a spiritual gift.
1: And it happened so naturally. It
0: happened just that way.
1: Okay, so I kind of want to start at the beginning just a little bit, and then we're going to wrap back up with House on Fire. woo Okay, so you were raised in Alabama, you began playing al- uh, piano, singing gospel. You moved to Nashville out of high school, and right when you moved here, was it you became a member of Today's Country Roads and were performing <laughs> at the... Come
0: walk with us down Today's Country Roads. I still remember.
1: Was, what was that?
0: Yeah, there's a little dance move that goes with that, too. Oh, later. Uh, it was Opryland that. USA, which was... Like the thing I did when I was a kid. We would drive up the two hours from Decatur, Alabama, two and a half hours, and go to Opryland. We watched the shows. And for me, that was like this kid that grew up in bluegrass and gospel, um, something I just wanted to do.
1: So, so you started living your dreams right at 17.
0: I did. I auditioned. My sister and I went. She drove me down. And. Um, um, I got the job, and they put me in a show called Today's Country Roads. Six singers, three boys, three girls, and we did the top ten on the country chart. Was we're it a current, blast? It was a blast. Yeah. So I got. I was singing Ronnie Milsap, you know, Kenny Rogers. We were just. It was. It was great. We were getting to do all of those songs. It was great songs of the um, the late eighties and nineties. So what
1: a great intro just into country music, like getting your career started. It
0: was fantastic. And the next year, they changed it. Uh, the next summer, to just the th- three guys, and we became the Grizzly River Boys.
1: And Did that like become a major band?
0: Well, then we changed it to the Tennessee River Boys.
1: And that later became?
0: I left the band to go do Ed McMahon's Star, Star Search. Search.
1: <laughs> and you won <laughs> and the Marty, mail.
0: And Marty Rowe took my place in the band, and they became Diamond Rio.
1: <laughs> Were you upset that you left?
0: <laughs> stitch, stitch, stitch. <laughs> uh, no, because I've never really felt like a... Other than gospel and Christian music, I, I I felt like I belonged in a group with that. But I never felt like I belonged in a, in a group. It just wasn't something I was ever interested so in. So you
1: weren't like, dang it, I left, and then they became
0: no. Diamond Rio, Real? I really was. Yeah, that, I was. I really huge, wasn't. <laughs> they were. You knew I, it
1: wasn't your path. You got it wasn't my you, path. You got what you came for with it, and then you moved on.
0: Yes, and I went out to California and was doing my thing out there for a while, and then it was. Me moving to Texas.
1: I know, cause okay, so you okay, so you leave the band after it has all these name changes, and ultimately comes Diamond Rio. Yes, you, be, you leave right before Diamond Rio is formed.
0: About yeah yeah it took about it was it was three years later before Diamond Rio okay. actually took off.
1: Then you did Star Search. You won the you won the male category of best male vocalist. So does well, that? Well,
0: I didn't actually win. I went all the way to the finals. Sam Harris won. Who's that? Sam Harris is a Tony Award winning Broadway singer now. But okay,
1: so clearly it launched careers. It
0: launched careers. And that was like the did. first Rosie man. O'Donnell, uh, Sawyer Brown, we were all on the same year. So this
1: was before American Idol, before yeah. before X Factor. Was, this was yeah, the this one. was
0: the original. I love Leon Star Rhymes, Search. She was on Star Search. So many people were on that show. I
1: totally loved that show. Yeah, man,
0: I did too. So it was kind so of fun. So it kicked
1: off your career.
0: It did, and then I got to do another television series called "You Write the Songs." That came out of that. It was a songwriting competition. We performed the songs, so oh. I, I don't know where those tapes are. That, so that you was were on TV on for a while. two seasons. Yeah. Was that fun? It was fun, but it was not helping my country career. Sawyer Brown went right out of that And got a record deal I came back to Nashville Did a couple of projects
1: He went out of what? Was
0: was not Out of Star Search
1: He was on Star Search too The band yeah Oh yeah Yeah
0: Yeah, Mark Miller and Sawyer Brown So
1: Epic didn't sign you from Star Search No They signed you because you went to Texas And then you won like Male (laughs) Vocalist of the Year in Texas In Texas
0: yeah Texas Entertainer of the Year
1: Oh Okay. Hello. I mean, not just male, but vocalist. So once you, you'd already won Star Search, you'd been in this band that was originally Diamond Rio, and now you won Entertainer of the Year in Texas. So finally, national record labels. There like-
0: just happened to be uh, Margie Hunt was sitting out there who was uh, working at Sony Nashville. Uh, she just happened to, to, if I remember the story correctly, she was just, she was visiting some friends. In Texas? In Texas. Was there
1: a show, or an award show? Y-
0: yes. And so she was there. She came back to... Uh, to Nashville, said some nice things. That next Saturday, uh, a couple of the executives came to town, and I had a record deal. Three weeks later,
1: how many years have you been doing music now? At this point, I had been. Professionally.
0: I had been doing music for ten years. They say at it's that a point, ten year town. Yeah, isn't it? it's a ten year town.
1: No one gets their big break till about ten years in, huh?
0: Man, it, it was crazy. After that, six weeks later, the record was done.
1: And then here and comes 12
0: weeks later, I had... What happens? A number one record.
1: 12 weeks yeah,
0: later? Yeah. We, we still hold the record for the... You got a
1: 12, the, uh, number one in how many weeks on 12 the weeks. Are your debut single, What Mattered Most, still one of my most favorite songs Isn't that a great song? All? Yes. Not, can you sing just a little bit of
0: it? Her eyes are blue, her hair was long, in 64, she was born in Baton Rouge, yeah.
1: Oh, tight. It's a pretty song, man. It's still I my never, favorite to sing. It is. Yeah. Your first single twenty years ago.
0: And I never do it anymore with the full band. I mean I you just make let it a them, moment? Yeah.
1: That yeah. song's a moment.
0: Yeah, it is a moment. That is so. a
1: special song. That was a twelve week that got to know yeah, twelve weeks. We had um, highest debut single of all times, probably.
0: It was a high debut there. single. It was the most added at country radio with ninety ads.
1: Oh my gosh. No,
0: hundred and ninety ads. I can't remember. It was just a bunch huge, of them. Tons yeah. of ads. Yeah.
1: Oh, man, that song.
0: Business has changed, and we're happy when we get, you know, there's three at <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Country Radio. I know. Got three ads.
1: <laughs> it is totally crazy out there. Okay, yeah. so then you go on to have a gold album, and you have, yeah. several, you have a string of hits, and then you release second album, which, what was that one called?
0: Living in a Moment.
1: Oh, living in a moment. Yeah,
0: It was funny. I had, off of every album, I had a number one record. And then second single, it would go to number five. Third single, number 50. I never could get a string of them off of one album. So it was kind of crazy. I don't know. It was kind weird. Because you have the weird. best
1: voice and the best songs.
0: You know, looking at what I do today, you know, during that time, I didn't write. Uh, Doug Johnson and Paul Worley and great so producers. many people did great job finding me songs. <laughs> But looking back on it, I look listened back to some of the records ago. go, I probably wouldn't have cut that.
1: Maybe it's not you now. Yeah. Looking back, yeah.
0: So, but great records. So
1: okay, so so let's talk through some of your hits. You've had uh, obviously what mattered most, "Living in a Moment." Uh, I want my goodbye back. Love too much. Man holding on to a woman Ooh, letting go. Great song. Hands yeah. of a working man. It's you working have man. sold over five million albums, and that's
0: hard to do today too. That's like <laughs> in, you're in Crazy. an
1: elite club.
0: Man, I appreciate it too. The fact
1: the, that you have sold five million albums—that's crazy. People can't even sell a hundred thousand of a debut album anymore.
0: I know. You—you you know, and our goal today is to get five million Twitter followers.
1: <laughs> I know. Social media is the goal, not the gold albums. Gold. I to Twitter learn followers. about
0: all that stuff. It's been in the last last four years has been a, a real education <laughs> for me.
1: An it's, education.
0: Yeah, in social media world. So.
1: So okay, you've done so much. Okay, so then you got your first two albums, and then that's where the rough patch kind of hits actually no, no
0: no the rough patch hit right off the bat I had my first number one record
1: okay
0: and I was on my second single my second single was um I think it was at number 15 or something like that
1: and what was your second single
0: I want my goodbye back okay remember that song yes yeah so I had a big drug arrest after that and some really uh humiliating things around it that happened that put me made me even smaller you know just I, uh, I just uh, I just grew inward. I can't talk about a lot of that because no, it's it's, okay. it's it, no because it's in the, it's in the book. book. Yeah, it, it
1: house on fire, Time yeah. in book. So let's make sure we get that book. <laughs> that I house
0: was this. on fire. I'm people. so
1: glad you're writing it all out and putting it out there.
0: Yeah, and you know the amazing Chris Willman from Rolling Stone is my uh, is my voice in this in this not in this novel. In awesome. This,
1: what do you mean your voice?
0: This, he 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 um, is actually the writer. Great. So, so he's a professional. I tell writer. the story. That's the way yeah. to do
1: it, and then he writes it all. Okay, yeah. so you have, I can't even
0: play your game. How am I going to write that stuff down?
1: <laughs> hey, that's why we got people to help us get our stories out. Right? Hey, hey. That's what it's, it's a. It's a teamwork Hello. to make the dream work.
0: <laughs> teamwork to make the dream work. Amen.
1: So okay, so you, right after your first single, you're on your second single. That's when it all kind of starts to swirl. And yeah it
0: all should have really been over, and my life almost was over too wow, right it after went that. that dark. Yes, but I had a great group, a great support group of people at the label and family that helped me at least get back on my feet a little bit, and so I went to rehab.
1: Good for you. And
0: it was more of a, a media circus, because I will give a little bit of this away, but I remember doing a press conference right outside the gates of rehab, which oh. would never happen today. Oh, gosh. Yes, yeah, so, so that's
1: extra drama. And this is
0: real country. Apologize to your mama at the time. Apologize to your wife. Apologize to your family. And, you know, I made a mistake. and Just move on. And that's, for me, what that was. So I, I basically had a little bit of a vacation uh, 30 days out, one week later back on the road. So okay. no healing time.
1: So you didn't really at heal in that time. No. Was it more just for media?
0: I would probably say so. Okay. Yeah. Which is terrible today because you know you you're, you're when you look back on it when you wanted to scream to the fans oh, you know this <laughs> is why this happened and you couldn't and so and and that would never have worked back then mm-hmm. as well. So it's just my journey from that point was a part of my story today that saves people's lives. So. That's why.
1: And that's why that happened. You're
0: going to make me cry today. <laughs>
1: hey, I'm just, I just I'm proud of you. Like it is it is inspiring to me that you have taken these hardships and these secrets that you had to live with because you had to because at that time it wasn't I don't yeah. know, whatever reason in the industry, like it was the times were still a little bit like stuck somewhere. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, looking back on it, it it was who I was, but I didn't even believe it yet. You know, I was in such denial about who I was because I've talked to so many kids that, especially in the South, that would tell me I would rather take a gun to my head than admit that.
1: Why is it so scary? You
0: know, how we're raised, what we're taught, who we are, who generations of people are, that makes the blueprint of who you are. And sometimes that blueprint's really hard to change. Yeah. So you got to start over and... And you've got a lot of elements. I tell these kids this all the time you've got a lot of elements in your life working against you. The hardest thing you'll ever do is be yourself. And not everybody's going to like it. So, but what are you going to do with it? What's your journey going to be? What's your story going to be? And especially if they want to be in the music business, because today things are different. Mm -hmm. So, you got to be the damn best talent you can be. And you got to write authentically about your life. You want to talk, write about it. I agree. Yep.
1: Okay, so that was like album one and two. Wait,
0: I'm good. I'm good now. Yes. I went all Taylor Lynn on you. All tears. Hi, Taylor. Cry, get those tears out. Cry, baby, cry, baby. I tell me why. Tear- See, that's another one. I tell me why, baby, why, baby. Something like that, anyway.
1: All you need is. You just, make me cry. I don't, mean, I don't want you to cry. I want you to cry happy tears.
0: That's happy. It's so, all
1: good. So, okay, so that's album one and two. Yeah. Then you have you go to rehab the all that, but are you releasing? No, that album was three? before
0: album two.
1: Album two release. So then you're yeah. touring album, with album two, two, two in even, your dark place. We
0: weren't even thinking about album two yet. So we were we had another two singles coming off of uh, what mattered most. So
1: right off the bat, you are yeah. just in it.
0: Yeah, man, and you know it's it's crazy to uh, you know, I don't I don't know this these facts to be true, but you know I I know there was a lot of nominations at that time that were taken away, you know, a lot of accolades that, that, um, would have come my way for a new artist that was doing so well. So, uh, and also make you smaller, you know, you Uh. just, it's, it's just that the pounding continued.
1: How long did you live small? Oh,
0: until, well, I say I lived small until 20 months ago, but, the small wasn't as small as it was. so. Oh, yeah. Ty, because you're such so. a
1: beautiful spirit. Thank you. But the turmoil that goes on in someone's mind that no one knows about, and that's why your life is so important, because you're going to save important. lives.
0: It's important to have a, have sparkle in your eyes.
1: And you have it. Yeah,
0: that's the main thing that people say to me today, and that's a God thing for sure, uh, that people that haven't seen me in a while, are like, whoa, <laughs> how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing quite well, thank you.
1: Heck yes. Okay, so tell me the the cycle of what happened between albums one, two, three. Because then you released album three, which was your most important, you personal one besides House on Fire, Journey on. No, is that album four?
0: That was album three was Big Hopes. Okay. Um, The albums just kept coming. There were there were five albums on Sony. Okay. Yes. So.
1: And how was that? Every two
0: years, every year and a half, we would do an album and be very well received. I would always have a hit single. Off of off of the album, my Sony family was incredible, but my life was deteriorating, and you can't expect the corporate world to continue to support you when your life is deteriorating. And uh, you know, talking about getting small, then you just disappear. Yeah. So I disappeared, and the uh, the label we came to a mutual decision to leave Sony. And I think I had two albums left on that contract, but it was just time. Yeah, it was just time. And
1: what did you do when you left?
0: I moved to LA, and uh, uh, it was a bad idea.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh! So did you really go down the rabbit hole?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, you know, Hollywood famous. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, I spent a lot of money. You know, I had a lot of parties. Okay. And you just do that, and then you wake up one day, and uh, you know, for me you know, a drug addict, my, you know, teeth falling out, you know, looked like, uh, something from a bad character on, I love this show, I'm gonna say it, hee-haw, but (laughs) it was, uh, it was pretty bad, and, um, um, there's a lot of stuff that, that went on in there with, uh, almost losing my life again, but I came home, my sister, um, announced she was having my beautiful nephew, and, um, it was to a pivot- Alabama. Yeah, no, to Nashville. Get
1: back to Nashville. Yeah, a
0: pivotal moment.
1: It was. So Why was pivotal that a pivotal moment?
0: Because at that point, it was something that made me want to
1: live. New life. New life. The new life of your nephew made yeah, me want to live. Absolutely. Yeah. Aww, absolutely, man. Ty. I know. So that's awesome. So it woke you up. I basically in some came way. back,
0: got my shit together. You and did? Yeah. And when was that? Um. Let's see, Jack is about to turn thirteen. So yeah, that long ago. ago? Hmm.
1: So thirteen years and then that, ago, and then that start, time,
0: I started. I started writing.
1: And that's when the first time you started writing because you didn't yeah. write on the first five albums. I did not. What made you want writing. to start? You had something you wanted to say. I had
0: something. Daddy had something to say. Yeah.
1: Okay, so you're ready to get it out now. You're ready to start becoming yourself. <laughs> I just
0: call myself Daddy. Hey, Daddy. But for Big Daddy T. Big Daddy, Big Daddy T. T had something to say. Big Daddy T was
1: ready to talk. <laughs> So this is the beginning 13 years ago of when you started scratching at the surface and mm-hmm. saying, I'm ready to come out as myself. Not necessarily come out, but like you're ready to start getting it out there.
0: I think I started laying the pavement Okay, back then. Because I remember, because um, um, I went back second time to rehab and it was more about this. Your head. Yeah, it was more about connecting this and this. Your mind and yeah. your soul. Yeah, and I remember doing a uh, th- my counselor you know, I was so full of crap that I had to sit out in the hall the first four days with a with a with a sign around my neck that said, "I'm full of crap." Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what so, do you
1: mean? Were you just like BSing everybody? Oh, yeah,
0: I was still in showbiz, baby. Were you i was trying showbiz, to talk. Baby, how everyone? you doing? Yeah, I'm tired. And how you? I mean, that guy.
1: You had to wear a sign that I'm full of crap. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that, that didn't what it said. It just said something else. <laughs> but I had to learn to let all that go. I, I had to become that small person.
1: You had to be humbled.
0: No, I just had to let. I had to give in to him. Oh, I had okay. to. I had to become. you had to feel that it. Son. Yeah.
1: How did that feel when you feel all that?
0: It was pretty awesome. We had a funeral for that guy. You did. Yeah. You had just, like
1: a ceremony. We for buried real. him. Yeah. Was that kind of nice? It was great.
0: Absolutely. So you buried the old tie. I had a lot of nice things to say about him. I did. Yeah. Yeah, it was but great. yeah, It was a great part of him. But the rebirth started at that point.
1: Wow! I love actual like, like putting. Like physical acting it out, acting it out. Yeah. That really does help.
0: It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes Symbolic. it real. So I got out of the hall and came back in, okay. but you know, leaving that, leaving that facility at that point, um, it wasn't about drugs. It wasn't about alcohol. It was about getting my heart and mind to connect on who I was. So that started, really started the journey. And when
1: was that? How many years ago?
0: Um, uh, 12 years ago.
1: Okay, so that started the journey. Then yeah. you released Journey, journey on, on. And you write.
0: <laughs> I moved into Mary Frances Rudy's uh, guest house. She's an awesome lady over here on Belmont Boulevard in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, she said, all right, you can live here. You can live here for free. But I will be knocking on that door at 730 every morning. And you will give me the schedule of who you're riding with and what you're doing.
1: So she was an today. angel.
0: She was. And there was this amazing grand piano in the foyer. And I sat there, just one note at a time. Started, you know, I can play piano, but I really, truly started. She kept one you note accountable,
1: a and she kept you mm-hmm. inspired. On your six craft.
0: months later, we had written probably twenty six songs for the Journey on album. Wow! And I started being brave enough to write with people
1: because that is scary to put yourself out it there. It is. Okay. Tell me about that songwriting community. How that. How that feels like putting yourself out there because you have to like say your truth.
0: Well, Journey On was a Christian record, it was a contemporary Christian and you won country. A Dev Award and to I know. So, you know, God was speaking, the universe was speaking, so my you're friends on the were right speaking. Track. And there's nothing better than writing with Christian writers because they're so fun and goofy. And what a you know, perfect
1: time, though, that you yeah, needed like, that face.
0: Yeah, I had a lot of a lot of the writers. There were seven writers on that record, and wow. most of them were like, What are you really trying to say? Because I would find myself going back to that guy you know trying to sugarcoat things but that the album, made you say the truth yeah yeah so get okay. off my cord <laughs> so was
1: journey on an important album for you
0: it was it was the beginning of me musically i think i had some great records and you heard some of my soul and those records um but journey on was the real window that you were starting to see inside of that tiny person that was becoming a grown-up man oh my God. yeah so I love it it's crazy and then this is the new album's all grown up tie
1: and so then <laughs> at, on November 20th 2014 after you made the big statement you came out you freed yourself yeah. you said I'm gonna be authentically who I am and yes. then
0: and I wasn't only coming out for myself during that time I had fallen in love with a, a with a great guy
1: do you think falling in love with someone that you truly wanted to be with made you want to come out more
0: um it actually made me hesitate for a minute because I wasn't just coming out for me I was we were both coming out because they were really his family knew but not a lot of their family knew you know the big secret and the support was just overwhelming from 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 everyone you know and quite honest because we are friends and we're talking honest it wasn't all roses you know there was a lot of hate out there. And
1: people are scared she, of what they don't understand. Well,
0: they are and 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 I understand that. And so, but my friend Shelly Wright also told me she goes for at least a year, don't be reading all that stuff, you know, <laughs> cuz you you'll want to get your dukes up and you can't fight hate with hate.
1: Nope. Nope. You fight, so true. You
0: fight hate with love. And Amen. so, I'm still here it is almost 2 years later. I'm what 19 20 months. I'm still going through some of those. And it's very interesting what people wrote in the moment that they've taken back.
1: They've changed when their you, mind.
0: Because you know, 17 months later, you get an answer from me. Well, thank you for your comment, and I understand where you're coming from, and I would really appreciate um, um, your love and support in the future if you can.
1: So you write people back? Absolutely. With love? Yes. Absolutely. Wow, what a bigger person that is of you.
0: Well, let me tell you, the I, some, some of them I did start, F. Oh no, <laughs> love. L-O-V.
1: That's amazing, Ty. Uh,
0: well, like I said, I'm still disabled, like I always was. But I. I but you're
1: intentional. I,
0: I'm intentional, and um, I have people around me that are intentional and that are lovely and awesome, and um, I don't really allow much in that's not that.
1: As you should.
0: Yeah, and you can see it coming.
1: Too. And, and you protect like, yourself. Nice
0: to meet you. I'm, I'm,
1: All right. I'm yeah. going to move along. How you doing? So tell me about House on Fire, the creation Kay. of that album, and why you're so excited about it.
0: Um, it started for me, House on Fire. The first song we wrote was the 38th Song Festival in Panama City, Florida. Well, in that area. Uh, a huge festival. It'll be my third year doing doing it. But um, in the car ride down with Eric Halbig and Drew Davis. I said, you guys, come on. Let's go down and do this thing. And we just, the, the the idea of this album was, where I, said, I don't know what I want to do next. You know, for me it was, I want to go out and try to get a new recording situation, um, but I don't know what that looks like. Right. And so, you know, Eric's awesome. Well, let's just start writing some songs, man. Drew Davis, he's such a hippie. Let's just, hey, yeah, man, let's just start writing some songs. So the first song we wrote for this album is a song called All Night Tonight. We wrote it on the 36th floor Of Mary Frances Rudy's beach condo. This
1: girl's, this lady's important. She's
0: important, yeah. And that that started the ball rolling, and we came back and just woodshed, and we had written seven songs in a month, and we started recording, and we were happy with that. But I wasn't, I wasn't as happy. I said, "There's got to be more." So. I cut back on the writing a little bit because I'm not a selfish writer. There's a lot of great songs out there.
1: Totally. But yeah. you knew what you wanted to say.
0: Yes. So we went through Eric's catalog and Drew's catalog and found some – really hadn't go any further than that. That's awesome. Yes. And uh, we started kind of tailor-making. So a couple of songs I became a writer on.
1: Because you made them for you.
0: Made them for me, yes. And, of course, that's we wanted to make sure that was okay with the writers, but I changed a lot of the stuff in the song. Um, and then the rest were just um, – Andy um, Annie Bosco wrote a great song called Fighter. Oh, I love her. Yeah, and it's, it great. closes out the album. So it nice. starts out rocking fun, then it gets to the meat and potatoes, then it gets to the spiritual stuff in the end, I change the world it. stuff.
1: Do you have any favorites or songs that like really, really...
0: This is the first sing? album that I've ever done that I will go back. I mean, I'm not a big guy like, oh, I love myself. I'm going to hear myself sing. But I go back to this album because of the songs. I'm a runner. I run and, and uh, it's... It's very unusual that I would put myself on you
1: love it that much. the
0: iPod. That's I, a great I, sign. I love the music that much.
1: You love hearing it. Yeah. And you said you didn't know what kind of record label situation. You've gotten a great situation set yes. up for yourself. Tell me about that. Well, How it's interesting to... are you to, in this space?
0: I am. But you know, when we shopped. This is an, a, another story that people need to know. That didn't come easy as well. We we uh, finished this record. We all thought it was, was pretty good. And we shopped it for a good four months. But... The industry was so amazing. Everyone took the meetings. Everyone loved the music, but I did kind of have the pink elephant in the room the a lot of times. pink elephant. Yeah, love that. it's like, you know, what are we going to do with this guy? You know, and so um, what it actually happened, and I actually ended up back in the Sony family. With How this, cool is that? This, I know, with this the Sony red distribution deal. Um, I feel like
1: that is just amazing. It's full a big circle. old full
0: circle right there. But the first thing I said, to Dwayne at the label who'd worked at Dwayne Brown, who'd worked at the label for, since I was there, he'll, this he'll, is great. he'll tell you this. The first thing I said was, listen, man, just listen to the record. Can we please not bring the pink elephant in the room? He goes, <laughs> he's dead. And that's
1: great. Cause you just want to make it about the music.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it was about the music and I'm super excited because this will be the biggest album launch for me, um, Everything's been independent since Journey on, so it, this will be um, um, the little album that could. Yeah,
1: Ty, Woo-hoo. that your story makes my heart sing because the fact that you have just stayed. Uh, you, through all of it, you never quit. You always kept fight. You're the fighter. Like yeah, you know, you that song's
0: important to me. You fought for yourself. Why do you hear that song? You you'll <sighs> recognize some things. In I already it like I'm emotional
1: <laughs> about it. But like, how yeah. proud are you of the man you are?
0: I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of where I'm at today. Um, I know there's a lot of work ahead. We you all know. have a lot of work. Yeah. So uh, Matthew and I are, are, are great. My family's great, and we're um, just looking forward to. Uh, to tour dates, you know, it's kind of funny. We'll, we'll talk about this briefly. You've, it's been crazy because we would go and do shows and I'd be so grateful if there'd be a hundred people there. I'm like, you guys all love you so much. The, the hundred people here. And as this has all progressed, I've seen that grow and grow and grow.
1: How cool is that?
0: Um, so I'm really looking forward to, uh, to going out there on uh, this next year and, and seeing a, some big crowds and, and letting them hear my story.
1: Do you know where you're going to kick off your tour? I don't. Okay, so TBD. When is touring going to start?
0: Uh, Well, you never stop touring in country music. (laughs) That is true. You know that you're married to to an awesome musician.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. 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 Touring (laughs) is uh, 24-7. You
0: did it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so... But an official tour, we're working on announcing because we, we want to do that. And so I'm with Buddy the Attraction here. There's a lot of great artists on. Yeah, this is on exciting, that label Ty. Over there. So we'll see what happens. And the
1: album launches November
0: November 11th. 11th. 11-11.
1: 11. Lucky number 11-11.
0: 11-11.
1: Ty, yeah. this is that
0: also a... was an accident. Then that's a sign. <laughs> I hope
1: so. <laughs> do you feel like this is? What do you feel? About all this, how well your the life is n- number one
0: important thing is, I'm not afraid to feel. So I feel a lot of things. You know, I I, I feel happy. I feel joy. I I feel terrified. <laughs> just whatever the day is, you yeah. know. About <laughs> oh my god, I really put myself out there. You know, but yeah, um, something always happens in the day that lets me know that I'm on the right path.
1: Do you have? Do you look for signs? Like I didn't
0: expect this in depth interview. I thought we're just going to be silly. But I've enjoyed <laughs> this. Really, I have. You have? Yeah, I've enjoyed this because um, I know that. I'm getting to speak truth to a friend and and that's going out of our hearts to you guys and it doesn't get any better than that.
1: Well, you know, the point of my podcast is to interview people who ha- who have had a beautiful life journey in yeah. the music industry on some sort, but to showcase the highs, lows, and inspiration because I, it's very important to me. I feel like my calling on life is to showcase people who are great and to show that like everyone has struggles But you have to persevere and fight through it. Absolutely. And you have to pursue your calling because that's why we're put on this earth from God.
0: Life in full bloom, people. That's what we're talking about. That's the
1: only reason we're here.
0: there. That's the only reason we're here. And
1: you're bloomed.
0: I'm bloomed.
1: You're flower. I'm a
0: blooming idiot most days, too. (laughs) No, you're
1: not. You are a beautiful flower. (laughs)
0: Thank you very much.
1: I love it. Okay, so we're going to wrap up. Making me blush. I don't want to wrap up because I want to talk to you forever. <laughs> Where do you see your life in the next 10 years? In your vision board, and your dreams, what do you want the next 10 years to look like?
0: Well, I think I'll still be making records. It'll be interesting to see as this progresses what, what the next album and the next album looks like and touring and doing all that stuff. But, you know, I just have normal dreams. I want to get married. I want to have a family. You know, and a lot of my musician friends are my age and are just starting families. And so I love that we're in a place today that um, that I'm not afraid to... to to dream that so that's just the future for me and I just have a very strong feeling that's that's exactly what you will be talking about a year from now and then you know probably two years from now
1: so get married have family keep touring make great music
0: absolutely that's it I love it living the dream
1: okay so I like to wrap up with leave your light so out of everything you've experienced your whole life journey leave inspiration that you like, how you feel inspired and how you want to inspire people
0: oh wow Oh, my gosh, through music, through my spirituality, through my gift.
1: What's your message?
0: My message is that you can go out there and be exactly who you want to be in this life. You just have to work hard for it and be yourself, be authentic, and find some way, somehow, to find your spiritual path. So it's very important. I love that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ty Herndon, House on Fire, November 11th, coming at you. Living
0: in a moment we would die for. See you guys. Bye!
1: I hope you loved hearing from Ty Herndon. Y'all go pick up his album, House on Fire. Next week is so exciting. I have the Loving Mary Band. This is a band composed of superstars. Rebecca Lynn Howard had the huge hit, Forgive. She's a two-time Grammy winner. There is Marty Fredrickson. He's produced everyone from Aerosmith, to Gavin Rossdale, to Carrie Underwood, to Buck Cherry, to Daughtry, to Ozzy Osbourne, to name a few. Oh, Faith Hill, too. And then there are two couples in the band. Rebecca Lynn Howard and her husband, Alicia, are in the band. And we also wrote the song Lipstick together for Runway June, with Runway June. And then, you guys, there's another couple in the band, Susie and Andrew so it's like Fleetwood Mac back in the day how fun is that and y'all they talk about everything they just released an album a little bit of love it is so incredible oh I forgot to mention they are Steven Tyler's band they tour with steven tyler and they play for steven tyler so it's pretty much as cool as you can get these guys are literally rock and roll they're straight out of a rock and roll movie they're so cool to the core y'all will not want to miss it next week with loving Mary band see y'all then make sure you subscribe on itunes bye